Yes, yes, guys, welcome back to another week, another podcast. The new year has not cracked me yet. Um, and again, we come back with another guest. Um, I'd say Britain's probably biggest judo podcast, formerly. He's, uh, he's had to retire. Everybody spit. <laughs> I've got on, delighted to have on, Matt Deval, formerly of the uh, Drop-In podcast, uh, former judoka, and uh, got some pretty exciting things going on at the moment. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Are you okay? I'm exceptional. It's um, I'm you know ticking <laughs> over new year, new new podcast. Um, there you go. Plenty of fuck ups along the way, so it's all good. <laughs> what's uh, what's happened to the drop in? Is it coming back? Like, uh, how come you finished? Uh, I started a new job, and it was just around timings and and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of of dusting it off. Uh, it's, you know, we'll, we'll have a bit more time towards the end of the year, maybe in the coming months. So, uh, Matt, yeah, Matt might get cut off. He might get cut off through this podcast. That sounded quite threatening if he's coming back. Nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. There's enough space. There's enough, there's enough space, mate. You, you create, you created the space and we're, 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 we're filling it up now. So it's all good. Um, so like, we're going to talk today about where Team Japan go from here. They obviously had the most successful Olympic Games they've any nation has ever had in terms of judo and we're going to kind of get into like where they go from here but first of all like this is this series of pods that i'm doing is trying to run into the commonwealth games and your new role at the moment is commonwealth games related what are you what are you doing at the yeah moment? so i mean it's, it's not so new now it'll be it'll be 12 months in march i actually oh, wow. started so um yeah i'm sport manager at Commonwealth Games England, so working for Team England as sport manager. Um, I've got responsibility for six sports uh, for the England team. Uh, one of them is judo, one of them is triathlon, so two sports that I've worked with previously. Um, and yeah, it's 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 ramping up. It's really exciting. It's going to be quite a different games from previous you know, Olympics and, and Commonwealth Games. I was fortunate enough to be involved in Glasgow, um, one village. This one's going to be a little bit more complex because there's multiple village sites. So the team's spread out, the sports are spread out, and obviously us as a as an organisation, as a, a Commonwealth Games organisation, it's going to be challenging from a staffing perspective as well. But um, yeah, it won't, won't detract away from how exciting it's going to be as a Games, I think. How does it feel like being a part of it in the run-up to it? So in Glasgow, um, the run-up to it, the last certainly the last couple of months was exciting, but once the games was underway, it was incredible. Like, how does it feel just being a part of this kind of massive? Building? Oh, it's a massive, it's a massive buzz. It's a massive buzz, and and I mean, I, I think it's a real privilege as well to be involved, and certainly seeing it from the other side of all the sports. You know, for some sports, you know, cricket's in for the first time, women's cricket, and they've never been in a multi-sport before, so they're really at the bottom end of their learning with everything um and and obviously then you've got the sports like athletics swimming gymnastics boxing it, it, it's just fascinating to to understand the complexities of each sport through everyone's selection policies to qualification competition access preparation really challenging you know covid's definitely thrown some curveballs around so um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's every every day's a learning day, and and that's that can only bode well for me long term as well. So no, it's it's been fascinating. It's it's early days yet, and you might not be in a position to say. <laughs> and again, this has just come to me. Um, obviously, the games, the Olympics, we had no fans in the stadiums. Is it mm -hmm. going to be the same, or is the picture change for the Commonwealth Games? Well, the tickets have gone on sale. I think uh, I'm, I'm I'd be reasonably comfortable i think in saying that i think the judo tickets have sold out um uh, loretta is the competition manager at games time so that'll oh, be maybe. you know we've got a judo person leading that as well so uh obviously vastly experienced and and i think it will be spectacular i think it will be a celebration because obviously tokyo was very different um no crowds uh we're hoping that the crowds will be in 
there would obviously be COVID protocols and, and mitigation all the way through. So I'm sure face masks in public areas and I think throughout the village, probably regular testing and, and all that. I guess, you know, that what that will look like is still to be bottomed out. I'm sure, you know, as <laughs> everything seems to be changing, as long as there's no cheese and wine parties going on, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think that whole thing's going to still work its way through at the moment and what that actually looks like at games time is still to be confirmed but hopefully um there will definitely be some covid mitigation i'm sure so well we're six months away so certainly over yeah. here in the uk the some of the commonwealth nations the excitement's only only gonna grow um now obviously tonight's pod we were meant to be joined by uh, the big man Ian Oliver, and he's bailed at the last minute. You know, he's a he's a wow. veteran of both our podcasts, and you were talking some real smack about him off um, off mic before we started. <laughs> Do you want to repeat any of that, Matt? No, no, mate. He's he's too big for me. He's too manly. I, I I'd, I'd get a, a, a right odd whacking. So let's not go down that road. Well, I, I won't repeat anything, but I think it's safe to say, uh, Ian, if you are listening, uh, he was he was giving it the big one, and oof, I don't know, I don't know how your uh, your friendship's going to recover. But I I, I I I I can't even defend myself, mate. I can't even defend myself. There you go. I have to. I'll have to get. We have, we'll have to get him back on the pod uh, at some point to uh, to to put his two pen in and uh, yeah, he, he's a legend. <laughs> Um, where do Japan go from here? So Tokyo Olympics, they have the, I'm sure there's two or three athletes who hope, wish it could have gone better, but they have an unbelievable, uh, Olympics in terms of medal count, gold medal count from a judo perspective. Since then, um, the women's, uh, coaching setups remain the same. Um, I think Masuchi is going to continue in role. But on the men's side, um, Inui, Kosei Inui, has gone and he has been replaced um, by the man who replaced him, I guess, as a as an athlete. Um, yep. Keiji Suzuki stepped into the role. Now, has, has Suzuki inherited a poison chalice, taking on the position bringing Japan out of that most successful Olympics. Yeah. Is it something that can be replicated? It's Japan. I think anything's possible with these guys. I mean, I mean, the, the remarkable results they got in Tokyo, absolutely epic, you know, all right. They didn't win the mixed mixed one, which was their, their big, their big target. Wasn't it? I think, uh, It'll be interesting to see how they approach Paris because they'd like to get some revenge on the French in France, like the French took it off them in Japan. So I think that will be the target, I would suspect, uh, for 24. But the Japanese don't tend to shy away from a challenge. And so, you know, the the whole honour of, of being the national coach, I'm sure Suzuki is is up to it, I'm sure there will be a new generation of guys that will be pushing the existing team. Those that decide to stay on those that might be moved to the side. There was a, obviously a quite a few head to heads getting closer to the games, the massive fight off between uh, Mariama and Abe, you know, I, I dread to think how many people try to tune in and watch that through various social media channels whilst it was at the Kodakan. Um, it's going to be epic. I mean, it's just going to be fascinating because you've also got the emerging nations like Taipei and, and you know, they're producing it's such a global sport now. It's never going to be easy. But Japan, with the volume they've got, their dojos are packed. The, yeah, who knows? But I, I'd, I'd be, I'd suspect that it's not such a poison chalice. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, see, I, I don't know. They were... I think the impression I get is that they're friends now, and I suspect they're probably friends throughout the career. But you know, they were certainly rivals, and obviously, um, Kosei, three-time world champion, um, Olympic champion, and he reached a level in judo that I, you know, he was revered. And I don't think Suzuki, despite having an incredibly successful career, double world champion, Olympic champion. I don't think he ever reached quite the same level. I do think you hit the nail on the head. I think that team event is perhaps the, the saving grace. Because again, I can't see Japan 
being as successful in Paris, you know, because as you said, like, um, judo is a world sport. It's a global sport. It is so strong. Yeah. World over. Japan were always going to be incredibly strong in the Tokyo Olympics. I can't see them picking up the same gold medal tally. Um, but I do think that that mixed team event possibly becomes the saving grace. It becomes the one that yeah. got away. I think it's a valid point. I think um, if, if you look at uh, London, they probably didn't get the male results they would have hoped for in London. And they came back reasonably strong <laughs> in Brazil. They, they come back extremely strong. Like the first four days, golds in each of the men categories. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't happen by chance. You wouldn't want to be the 90 kilo <laughs> player that doesn't succeed. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the pressure ramping up every day. Um, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's going to be really interesting. Really, really interesting because I'm sure there'll be some, one or two, you know, across the men and women from Japan that we don't e aren't even on our radars at the moment and will appear in the next 12 months. Obviously, it's a big year this year with the World Championships. You've also got the Asian Games. There'll be somebody that will come up. There always is. <laughs> and, now, I've, I've got my list of players here. Whoever's making yeah. that team is, making, is on this list. They're already on your list, mate. Okay, um, well, let, let's go for it. What... Is it healthy if Japan have another dominant Olympics? Is it healthy for the sport, or does that put pressure on the IOC to say, "Look, this really is a one-nation sport"? Despite, I, 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 do you know what though? I don't think it. I, I think judo as a sport is is so global, so global. The transfer of people now from moving from country to country. The fact that the sport is a truly global sport, it's, you know, I think only is it athletics is the only one that's got the biggest spread of, of medals. And if you split that up by track and field, it probably is about the same. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I think everyone knows it's, it's, it's originated from Japan that we know that they're, you know, great technicians that there's some superstars in Japan and, and probably in Japan themselves, you know, the, the Abe brother and sister now, you know, Uta and, and um, Hifumi, they, they get, they're superstars much like Anui was with his wife and television, you know, his wife's in television as presenter. And it, yeah, I, I think, I think there's a real opportunity for the next generation to have an even bigger platform to build on. So, well, let's let's start there. I think that's probably a good place to start. Let's talk about who stays, who leaves. And I think the Abe siblings, um, where do you sit? Because I could see them walking away from the sport. They're what, 25, 22, 21, 24, I don't know. They're, they're both young. They have both, they were the faces of the games, okay? They had the success story and the impression you get from the bits you see on YouTube is that they have become superstars, the pair of them. Now, yeah. does that drag them away from training? Um, is a, a you know quick turnaround for Paris, is it enough to draw them back or do they embrace a lifestyle? I think they walk away. You know, I think there's probably seven gold medalists who walk away and I think there are, there are a couple of them. I don't I reckon Uta might disappear for 12 months and, you know, do a, um, do what Kelmendi did, you know, disappear, come back a bit. You know, maybe a break is probably the best thing and, and, and maybe at the end of that. I think it's too early to say for some of them, to be honest. Um, and, and listen, if, if Abe stands down at 66 and Mariama comes through, that's a hell of a replacement. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, definitely. If it's not him, if it's Tanaka or somebody else like that. So... Um, yeah, I, I, I think it might even be too early to say. Do you know what? Yeah. I, I think... they're, they're both young enough. They could both be there, you know, cool. and there are some older athletes who are a part of that team. Um, I'm thinking Nagasi at 81s was 28. Um, he's maybe the biggest surprise for gold. You had um, Hamada, 31, under 78s. Um, Arai, 70 kilos, was 27. These are all going to be 
30-year-old athlete. Takato at 60 kilos, 28. They're all going to be up over 30. And as much as those guys might want to carry on, like you say, I suspect there's going to be younger athletes who come through. So, I, again, I could see they're my, they're my other uh, four medalists, four, four gold medalists who I can see walking away from. You don't normally... I mean, how old was Tachimoto when she walked away after winning? Oh, uh, yeah. Because with the women in particular, in my... Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just an observation of mine. They they tend to go a little bit later. You don't tend to... They don't tend to retire too early. So uh, you've got Matsumoto at 57s. You know, she, she was around for a, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I They'll probably, you know, Shishimi was has been around yeah. for a long time as well. I, I, I wonder, I wonder how they they might stay around for the next year or two. But actually, when it gets into the the last 12, 18 months of the qualification, you might find that the places are are going to different faces. But I I think they'll certainly start. I think they'll start the sit. I think they'll start the process. If I'm honest, um, but those that have, you know had the attention, the Abbey's good example, Takato, um, whether, whether they take that time. Oh no, there's another one. You know, is he going to want, want to go again? You would suspect so, I would think, but see for me, again, is he going to, is he going to take 12 months and come back and make yeah. a decision? For me, he's one of only two that definitely stay and definitely go to the next games. If, if he, if he stays in the weight category, you know, cause I suspect he, He's been at 73s for a long time. I suspect he probably has trouble staying in the weight category. But for me, he's... What do you reckon at 81s then? Um, possibly. Uh, I think having conversations with people, he really struggles with Nagasi. Like Styles, they can't... Like he really struggles with Nagasi. And if Nagasi hangs around at 81 kilos, then um, I've heard that he, stay, he, he stays at 73s. But... Um, and yeah. you've got Fujiwara around there as well, haven't you, right? Yeah, you've got Fujiwara. You've got Sasaki who won... Paris. Yeah. Um, again, the the other one who stays, I think, is Sonne, the 78s girl. You know, mm-hmm. I think Japan is so strong at women's heavyweight at the minute. Um, but at 21 years old, she's world and Olympic champion. It's moderate, isn't it? <laughs> you know, she, I think, yeah, she's, she's done all right, but I could see her. She's definitely going to be in Paris. You know, and again, I want to see that fight with the French girl, the young French girl again, um, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Dicko. Dicko, yes, that's the fight. Yeah. The two youngsters. That's that's surely got to be the final. Um, yeah. As as much as we talked about the mixed teams, you know that that heavyweight women's matchups have got to be an exciting one. And again, having said that, the French women heavyweights they're strong as well. They've got a couple of other yeah. junior world champions. You know. Yeah, um, but for me, those two, Ono and Sonny. Um, how about if we if we look at the maybe the guys who didn't pick up goals but picked up medals? If we look at Tanaki um, at forty eights, uh, Yoshida fifty sevens, silver and bronze. I think they the will two, be the two, the two for me. I think I think at forty eights, you're going to be looking at Koga. Yep. I think she'll come through at 48. Um, and I think the 57 is uh, Funakubo. I think she'll come through. Oh, we're definitely going to come on to Funakubo because, yeah, she's an, she was an absolute monster at juniors and uh, definitely started yeah, to she's look... Got a decent, year, she's got really. a decent turnover, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, how about those guys that didn't medal? Um where where did you sit? Who, did you think Japan made the right decision taking Harasawa to the games? Uh, God dear, no, I don't. I think I think um, I think it was going to be Kagura. I think I think they went for Harasawa because they thought that he's the one that's going to be the one that might cause Teddy more trouble. Um, you know, next cycle Ogawa's son might be a few more years in development and that might be a he's a big lad um there's a copy of saito as well saito um yeah is there thereabouts um yeah oh so they've got 
they're, yeah, they're, they're strong. They're strong again. At, at but and I, can't what, see, the, I can't see Kagura. I think they made the right decision. I don't think Kagura's strong enough. Yeah. No, I, think I don't beat think. Teddy against the top, against the top people. Yeah. Against the top people, I think you're right. And I think if you look at the heavyweight men, you know, Tushishvili, Kropelek, mm. they're 100 boys that are big, 100 yeah. boys that go, are going to match it. Bashayev is a bit of an anomaly. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's a great technician, you know. Um, Carmo is the is he the Ukrainian, isn't it, Carmo? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah he, he came through with Bashayev through the cadets and juniors when I was working in the programme. And and to see him come through at senior level, you just go, geez, <laughs> they were they were tearing it up at that level. To see him go through is yeah. you know impressive as well. And who knows, you might even see can you, can you imagine someone like Fonseca deciding to put up at hundreds? <laughs> for, be exciting. <laughs> but again, in terms of explosive, yeah, that guy gets underneath one of those bigger boys. Yeah, he's powerful as well. It, it's not the same. Kudos for. That's not to take anything away from Kropelek, who's who's done it at hundreds and done it at overs, but it's not the same as it is for the Japanese with Inui and Suzuki going from a hundred to overs, is it? It's yeah. not the, it's not the same. Um, yeah. Uh, Lipitiliani, will he, will he fancy overs? I don't know. He won't. Let's not talk rubbish. I mean, I mean, Georgia, too, they're too strong at plus. Like he could go overs, but they're too strong at plus. You know, they've yeah. got the two yeah. Tushishvili. They've got um, Zalishvili as well. That's right. Know, they're, they're too strong for Lippy just to move straight <laughs> Um, the two other Japanese who didn't medal, like both young enough to hang around, Mukai, Toshiro, 90s and 63s. I think as well we've seen the last of them. Um, but I think they could stay, but I think they're probably other others better. Again, 90s, I think for Japan's heavy. Uh, 63s, Nabakura is probably coming through for me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure know. how old she is. Where, who, come on, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot then. If we had to pick the Japanese team, yeah, for Paris, okay, <sighs> for Paris Olympics, three years ahead of time, let's go 60 kilos on 48, who are we going to see there? Is it, and again, I'm happy to call it, you know, I think 60 kilos, uh, Takato walks away, you're left with uh, Nagiyama and Koga, um, and I suspect... If Nagiyama carries on, I think it'll be him. I think he's yeah, I agree. Shown the levels he's at, and and potentially Koga's got another cycle in him. Mm-hmm. Um, women's side, yeah, again, I think you've mentioned her already. Um, Koga, you know, she's been junior world champ. She won Paris last year. You know, she did she get world silver last year as well. I don't know. I can't remember. But I mean, she, I, I've been impressed by her. She, yeah. she is, yeah. She, she's a firework. She's so, ready to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd go, I'd go Nagiyama and Koga as my sixties yeah. and forty-eights. Agreed. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there, there, there has been Kondo as well at sixties, but I, I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen him. I've seen Koga. Obviously, you know, his dad <laughs> as well is is the legend. Um, I think it's Nagiyama. I think it has to be Nagiyama. If he decides to carry on, I think it's going to be him. Definitely. Um, so Kondo got uh, bronze in Baku. And I think okay. probably they'd be hoping that they're the events that the, the guys are winning at this stage of the the campaign yeah. um 66 yeah. though i think is a is a harder category to call um you've got the old boy you've got a couple of younger ones you've got obviously mariyama's there um tanaka who won paris last year was there who's not had a huge amount of international exposure um uh, fujisaka you know won the 2014 world junior championships okay um Ida, is there as well, took a, a fifth in Baku. They've they've got a lot. And then obviously you've got Abe as well. I think Abe walks away. Um, I think Mariyama's probably too old. I, I like the look of Tanaka in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where, what do you reckon? I reckon the Abe's will stay, but I think they'll be away for a year. I, re- I reckon, I reckon uh, 
Ifumi will stay away for a little bit longer, but will come back. Because if you look at, you know, you look at what Nomura did at 60s, you know, multiple games. Um, people don't talk about him now because of his checkered past after he finished, but Uchishiba. Yeah. You know, there's there's some tradition of coming back and defending. And uh I I've I, I'm 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 gonna stick my neck out and I'll go with both Abbeys. I think they'll both they might take some time. It might Same take some weights, time. Fifty twos and sixty uh, six. Yeah, I don't think Abbey will do it at fifty seven. So I and, and I, I think there's too much strength and depth at fifty seven seventy threes. I like it. Yeah. So I reckon I reckon I reckon they'll stay at the weights they're at. Yeah. So fifty fifty twos I agree with you. I think um Abbe comes back at fifty two. Um and I think she goes. I think she's too strong. Um you know, uh they have got Takeda at fifty twos, Ryoko mm-hmm. Takeda, who is has been cadet and junior world champion you know that's a that's a pedigree in itself but if you know you've got somebody chasing you as well yeah of course you know uh, no nah, i'm gonna go with abe uh but i reckon tanaka for 66 let's go 73s and 57s now we'll start with 57s because you've already mentioned it uh funa kubo she wins Paris last year, and I think certainly for me that put her onto my radar. I know you worked a lot with the junior and the the youth uh, British teams, England teams. Um, you might have been a bit more aware of her before that. She's she's good. She's she's so good, and and just a prime example of uh, ex- expertise in Nayweather. I love it. You know, that's my background anyway. So. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. I think I think master, she's the one that's going to tear it up. You're the master understatement. She won Paris, but she's the only three-time junior world champion. I did a little bit of research on her, like after seeing her win Paris. Again, I had no idea who she was, and she came out, wins Paris, and you go, "Oh, she looks a bit tasty." Three-time yeah. junior world champion, which is insane when you think that like, doesn't that, happen by chance, does it? No, not at all. That doesn't happen by chance. So I totally agree. I think she is definitely going to be the one to beat. Um, so go on then, 73. What are you saying here then? I'm saying that Ono stays down. I'm saying he stays at 73s and he, well, basically wins the Olympics at 73s for the third games running. Wow. You know, makes himself, makes a statement, clearly makes a statement that he's the, the greatest judoka of all time. You know, I think... Um, Inui said some earlier this year. Well, that's a powerful statement, James, of all time. Inui stated this year that he that uh, he called Ono the best he has ever seen. Wow. Okay. You know, and that, that, that coming from coming Inui, from is, Inui pretty, is powerful. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and three Olympic gold medals that that would be an achievement and a half. Mm. I reckon I reckon he'll skip eighty ones and take out the nineties because they were so disappointing in Tokyo. You, <laughs> no, you heard it here first. Anything after this gets cut out. Matt suddenly lost all. his mic. Uh... <laughs> Not at all. No, I, I, I would agree. I think he's I think he's there for seventy threes. I think he'll be there. But he's not gonna have it his own way. You know, he won't have it his own way. I think um I like the Mongolian Sendotia. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, there's always the younger guys coming through now as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got Harada who won Paris. Um, does, does Hashimoto hang around, do you think? He's 30, 31 already, I think. You know, he's been you know, world more, champion. More, more and more pictures on uh, Instagram now of his kids and, and what oh, have really? you. I think I, th- I think he might, uh, <laughs> might walk away. who knows, he, he might even go into coaching and, and, and start being recycled back into the system. So yeah. Incredible. Uh, brings us to the middleweight. Smack bang right in the middle. 81s and 63s. Now, 63s, I think, again, is... I think there's someone who stands out. I don't think it's a category that Japan are particularly strong in. I think uh, Nami Nabakura, you know, world junior champion back in the day. She's pretty experienced on the world tour already. I think she steps into that spot. Um, left by Tashiri. I don't see Tashiri carrying on. Uh, no. And Nabakura, I think, has a 
is a lot closer to the likes of Clarice as well. If you know, if you see Clarice carrying on. I mean, 63, 70s is very much the standard, a bit of a generalisation, but it's, it's normally where the European women sit naturally. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In terms of size and weight. And yeah. I just think there's so much strength and depth in Europe. I, 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 I think 63s is going to be a struggle for the Japanese generally. And I, I actually, I like Nabakura's judo, but... I wouldn't be at all surprised to see someone come through, one of the juniors come through or just a, a new upstart. And well, I'm again, gonna call it I think Nabakura beats Clarice. Yeah, I, I think she takes the Olympic title in France. <laughs> you should see his face. This is <laughs> I, I'm not sure. We need an audio description of your facial expression when I said that. Do you know what? Well, my nickname was Features, so I mean I, I'm gonna give it that. I, does Clarice not go to seventies? Another big well. Hey, there you go. Here's another podcast. I think probably <laughs> the only other team strong enough to to go through weight by weight is the French team. Like there's a there's another podcast in it going right. No, the yeah, French yeah, team hang yeah. around. Interesting. Um, no, I I I'm not so sure. I think if Clarice stays at sixty three, she'll take some beating. But another four years, it's a it's a lot. Um. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the most open weight category for women in Paris will be 63. That is a big shout. And you think a junior, there's going to be a junior come through? I think he'll be a junior Japanese. Yeah, I'm not up to date with the Japanese junior girls. Um, Yeah. It'd be interesting because we... yeah, Horikawa's done okay. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I mean, my only reference with this now is we went to, in 2010, we took an England team out to Japan and we watched the Grand Slam. And um, Yamamoto, she was a, a Japanese high school girl and she took a bronze, but she was unbelievable. And then she's won medals. Um, and she, she went through from 52 to 57. I don't know if she's still, I don't know what her age would be now. She's obviously 12 years on since we saw her in 2010. But yeah. Anzu Yamamoto, she was amazing. And, and it, the, the, the trajectory was just so sharp from that performance in Tokyo to go like that. So I think with the Japanese women, they've got so much strength and depth. If somebody comes up and, and, and gets a good performance, I think they'll invest in it. So that's why I think 63s isn't a dead cert for Japan at the moment in terms of who's nailed down for that place. Well, if you thought 63s was a difficult call, how do you feel about 81s? I, again, I think for the men, it's it's open. It's it's probably the weight category again where the men in Europe are, are so strong, the Georgians and, and, and alike. Um, and that's before you even look at the, those those Georgians that are fighting for Austria or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's such a, it's such, it's such a strong group. You've got wrestle, you've got, um, is it Bolt by F? Is he the yeah. Uzbek? Um, yeah, it, it's so strong. And then you've got Malay. I yeah. mean, he's going to probably, Mookie, I don't, I'm not, Mookie again, but again, he went off the boil a little bit. Cass. Yeah. yeah. He's still in there. Um, the Russians. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the Russians in any of this with the men. You know, Chopinov at sixty six is he's the one to watch. Okay, he's epic. Chopinov, unbelievable judoka. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, and I don't. Nagazi, I don't think he'll carry on. Fujiyara, I think he's a bit younger. Uh, Sasaki. Yeah. I th- if I, if I had to put a bet down on one of those three, I would go with Sasaki. I'd uh, obviously had a he had a flying he was a performance in in Paris, um, yeah. but I think yeah I think Fujiwara is probably going to come out ahead. To be fair, again I think he's got he's a couple of years younger, and I think that'll probably be just enough time now between then and Paris to come into his own. Um, 
But yeah. again, let's it, see, they're, let's they're see how so good Galashvili gets older. Yeah, it's such a it's such a crazy weight category, isn't it? It's so yeah. so deep. Um, all right, then nineties and seventies. We'll go. Let's go nineties first this time. Um, you know, uh, Mukai has got to go. I think of all the men, he was the probably the biggest disappointment in the same way that sixty uh, threes. Uh, Probably the biggest disappointment for the women. Um, Tashira, wasn't it? Uh, but again, I think they've got probably decent strength there. Yeah, you've got Morale, um, who's been on the world scene for a little bit. I quite like the, the lad who won Baku, um, Mashiyama. Yeah, I was going to say Mashiyama. Yeah, won Baku. He's got a junior world bronze. He's won all Japan's at nineties. You know, he's a he's hard to beat. Now, the the thing I didn't like in Baku was that I think he won most of his fights on um, penalties. You know, and that's interesting. It's interesting. I think that's something that Kosei's brought in, like a desire to win matches. Obviously, the the target for the Japanese, as it should be for everyone, is to win by Ippon, right? And that's where they want to win by Ippon. Um, the person that changed all of that was Ishii in Beijing, where he said, I don't care how I win, I just want to win gold. And then we never saw him and he went to MMA, right? Yeah. So I think now you're seeing them now fight for bronze and win bronzes rather than lose the bronze because they've not won the gold. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's there's a change in attitude to it. Um and maybe that you know, long term history will show that these guys they might be winning, but if they're not winning by golds, they might not get the adulation. Yes. You know, yeah, if they're not yeah, winning yeah. by Yapons and that kind of thing. So um I think you know they're becoming quite westernized at some things and, and not at others. So um yeah, my, my gut my gut feel, I think it will probably be someone younger again, so the Masayama. Is, is an interesting prospect. I think 70s is really interesting because if you look at the moment with the world rankings, I think there's maybe five or six in the top 40 yeah, in the world. So strong. It's so strong. So strong. Um, um, Arai, Ono, I think will go. I think it will be one of the younger ones maybe sitting around that top 40. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how old Nizoe is. Um, so there's always 25, you know, she, oh, wow. okay. she wins Paris last year, but you've got yeah. Asahi won uh, Junior Worlds in 2019, uh, Tarada won Baku last year, like at 70s, so you've got three athletes there, and I don't know how they all ended up in the, like, all Japans, but... Um, no, I haven't seen it, huh? That's, again, yeah. There's three there who, if they're not on the world ranking list, well, they will be on the world ranking list with those results, but they're going to be pushing each other. It's going to be a another good uh, cycle, I think, for the Japanese. Yeah. Um, but again, you, you obviously Clarice beats. Did she beat Arai in the teams? Yeah. She fought under seventies in the mixed teams, didn't she? Because it's obviously the, the mm-hmm. category, and yeah. she beat Arrow, didn't she? So you think she's yeah. going to be tempted to move up? And uh... well, you know, if somebody needs something to uh, keep the motivation high, cement your legacy. <laughs> you know, another four years of hold. Well, it's not four years now, is it? But you know, another two years to hold sixty threes. If it was, if it was four years to Tokyo, I think it's probably more of a an opportunity seventies. Yeah, but it's only two years, so I would suspect she'll stay at sixty threes. I'll be surprised. Oh, that's a big shout. Okay, let's go seventy eight and under. Uh, yeah, under seventy eight, under one hundred. So under seventy eight. Again, the strength the Japanese have got under seventy eight is is unbelievable. You know, um, we're we're talking about Hamada. Well, I think Hamada walks away at thirty one. You know, Olympic champion. She's been world champion. Um, and coming up behind, you've got um, Umeki, you know, has been junior and senior world champion. You've got Wada, who at 22 was double junior world champion. I don't think she's fought an international for a couple of years, but there has been a global pandemic. <laughs> so There's been a little thing going on. Though. Yeah, there's been something uh, doing the rounds, you know. Um, <laughs> but, 
and again, I think it's going to be one of those two for me. Um, if Wilder's still going, I think that pedigree, this was literally just my Googling, that pedigree is incredible. Double junior world champion. So you'd suspect yeah. she's going to have a push for it. But Amaki is, again, so, so strong. Where do you, who yeah. do you sit with? If they were fighting now, I would think Umeki, but it's the one that's got the pedigree. And, you know, again, when you're a serial world medalist, let alone world champion, that's um, that's some power to take with you, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So I think I think for Paris, it, I think that's the difficulty. That's that's the, the difference with this cycle is it's shorter. Yeah. So we can't really... I say we can't read too much into it. We can because, you know, normally you'd have four years where somebody might take a year out and then come back and have a year to get their feet back on the ground before they hit the qualification. Yeah. Qualification starts end of June. <laughs> the turnaround's massive, you know. Um, so if Emeki is still going, you know, you'd probably, uh, probably go with Emeki, yeah. but being well and truly pushed by the new star. <laughs> yeah, know, definitely. So. Uh, and then uh, I, I, I would call him Eki as well uh, under hundreds again look for me looks like their weakest category this yeah. cycle um, there's Wolf's a, gone Wolf's yeah I think Wolf walks away you know two he's still young enough he could he could, could do another one but you suspect he has enough injury issues um you know, he's only 25, so he has got another Olympics in him. He's been around for years, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, but again, 25. Three years, it's, only it's, 28 when the Paris... Yeah, I mean, may, maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe again, he goes to 100. Yeah, but there's, and there's, there's no one unders possibly chasing him. You know, um, Ida, you know, wins Paris in 2017 when he's like 18 or 19 years old, but hasn't quite fulfilled that promise, you know? Um, They've got, yeah, a couple of junior world champions since then, like 2018, Sakini. But again, hasn't fought international uh, since 2019. So it's a big step up coming onto the IGF circuit for those guys who haven't fought as a senior international yet. It, it is, but also you would say it's probably not at its full strength and capacity at the moment after a games. Yeah. So if someone's going to be blooded, you want to put them in early doors. Yeah. Um, and again, some of the junior events that some of these younger judoka are fighting in, some of the competitions, they're probably a little bit quieter. So actually the arenas aren't going to be that daunting if they're quieter as well they're going to be probably as close to what they're used to it's not going to be a huge step up noise and it's not how 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 noisy was paris compared to previous parises and i don't know it'd be be interesting i i, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see wolf decide to go up to overs you okay. know and try and try and replicate suzuki and anui again it's it's the blue ribbon event for the japanese isn't yeah, it the heavyweight yeah. men so you know and is there is there an outstanding over at the moment? You know, is it Sato? Is it Agawa? I'm jumping again. I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I would expect maybe at 25. I thought I, th- I thought Wolf was older. Mm. If he's only 25, he's going to be 27, 28. He's got another games in him. Like you said, injury permitting. Is it a hundreds? Is it overs? Um, I I think it'll be either. I think. Hopefully, he fulfills that promise. Um, I, again, I can't see Wolf carrying on, but who knows? Um, I I think, and again, I might have got this wrong. The impression I got, he was doing TV and had a lot of opportunities that way. And again, right. I think once you get those opportunities, I, I would wonder if it's hard Turned to walk head. away from Turned them. Yeah. yeah, of course. And why wouldn't it? Now well, you're used you're used to all the superstars and stuff, you know. I mean, we, we oh know yeah, the, I mean, um, you've come on the podcast. Look at it; it's uh, just yeah. You are scraping the bottom of the barrel, mate. <laughs> Look around my house; you can see the jewels glittering, the jeweled wall- wallpaper behind Bling. me. <laughs> Bling. 
Um, everyone has wanted to hear us talk about the heavyweights, though. And I want to start with the women because they've got an Olympic uh, champion um, in Sone. You know, she's she's been world champion as well. She's Olympic champion. But on her tail, you know, um, you've got Tamita, junior world champion. You've got... Uh, I think Asahina probably retires, who won the Worlds last year, you know, beat Tamita in the final. Yeah. Um, you've also got Takahashi, yeah, junior world champion in 2019, who again is going to start pushing that senior team. Um, now, those four have four global titles be- between them. That's That's some going, isn't it? It's a bit of a monopoly, isn't it? Right. <laughs> I think the one. I think the one to to break that up is Dicko. Mm. Um, and she'll, you know, in Paris, Dicko in Paris, Sone. I I would go with Sone. I think what we'll see is we'll see a team for for Los Angeles already starting to be formed in this cycle as well. Oh, so don't be. There's don't another be surprised. show. Let's call the LA team just now as well. <laughs> But that's what I reckon, you know, in a category yeah, like 78, where you've named three or four, why wouldn't you be sending a team to the Asian Games, a different team to the World Champs? You can send multiple people. You know, they'll, they'll probably put two in at 78, over 78 anyway. Yeah. You would think if they're allowed to put nine in. I mean, and then obviously the rules now, you have to be in the top 100 as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a game changer as well. So, yeah. Interesting. I, 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 th- I think it'll be Sonny. Yeah, um, agreed. I, I think it'll be Sonny. But again, if she's getting opportunities at the moment off the back of the game, she's 21. You know, she, again, was in a league of her own, yeah, for me, at the games. Won it relatively comfortably. Um. I think I think I think it's too early for her to retire. I don't I don't think you I don't think she, I think she'll do another game. Um, it's another two years, so if she's there already. I don't, I, I, th- I think she'll stay. Well, that's one to talk about. She'll be uh, 23, 24 come Paris. Let's say she wins Paris. That's two in the bag. As a heavyweight, you, you know the potential is to go on a little bit longer. LA four years down the line, she's maybe 27, 28. Mm-hmm. That's not how old is Ortiz? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, it's and doable. It's doable. Yeah. But you could be looking talking about someone who could win four Olympic gold medals. You know, and yeah. it's not out of the ordinary. Like we, and I say that you know we've been talking about Teddy. You know, the last few Olympic cycles as if he was unbeatable, and you know his luck has kind of run out. But with the age of us, Sonne could do the same thing now. Again. Dicko is going to be the, the French woman to be at home in Paris. But it's exciting times for, for women's oh, heavyweight, definitely, you know? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Which brings us round to the men's. Now, you've already called it Aaron Wolf plus 100 kilos. <laughs> I'm I going reckon to disagree somebody, with I reckon, you. I reckon it'll be somebody new. And it's going to be either Saito, mm. it's going to be Wolf coming up from hundreds, or it's going to be Ogawa's son. So yeah, so Agawa's son is twenty five, so he's a little bit older. Um, Sato, twenty six, is current all uh, current all Japan champion, maybe all Japan's like last year. Right. Uh, Ota, you know, won Cadet Worlds. You know, he's only twenty three. Saito's nineteen. He won. Uh, he won in Baku. Yeah, I think Saito. He looks a monster. Um, it's just a unit, isn't it? <laughs> he's big. He's a, you know, Harasawa's a big athlete, but Saito comes across as a, some of the time you look at the, some of the Japanese heavyweights like Kagura, and they look undersized. But Saito again looks physically big, like he belongs in that category. It's such an athletic category now. I mean, you still get the big guys in there, right? But um, I. That's that's why I, I reckon it might be Wolf, um, but 
No, no, you've called it. Stay there. Don't don't back out now. That was such a bold call. And I think oh, people, no, people respect you more if you stick with it. Nobody respects me, mate. That's why, that, and that's why I'm surprised you asked me to come on. I, I, I guess oh, not at all. It's a delight. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one of the newer guys. It'll either be. It'll either be Ogawa or Saito, or it'll be. It'll. It'll be. Um, Wolf. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. You've. You've got to call it. It's not Ajitani. Ajitani's gone. I think he's not. As he's strong okay. enough to. No, I think he's still going, but I don't think he's good enough to compete with no. these guys. No. No. Um, go on. I, 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 I'll say Wolf will go up. Oh, that's a big call. Now, anyone wants <laughs> to complain about this, um, obviously, there's three of you listening well, now. Listen, Ian, um, Ian and Lee Matt right? is at the drop-in <laughs> podcast. That's the drop-in podcast. Complain to that. And this is, where, this is where Ian and Lee are going to absolutely tear me apart, now, right? <laughs> but they're not here to defend themselves. So, boys, you should have been on. You should have been on. They should have made the effort. And again, I can't believe you said he was scared. I can't believe you said Big Ian was scared. That, that's what shook me to the core, really. Wow. Uh-huh. You know, some of the discussions we've had in the, on my podcast about the greatest ever teams and stuff. Yeah. Uh, just wrong. Just wrong on every level. Well, <laughs> Matt, we would love to hear the podcast come back. And it has been an absolute delight to have you uh Back on the show, or did I do your one? I or did we do a joint? No, one? you did my one, mate. Did I do no, your you one? Ah, oh, well, it's yeah. finally, finally reversed it. It's, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for it. Uh, thanks um, for the, thanks for inviting me, mate. If if are you active on social media? If people want to follow you, like what? what yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Smoke signals, carrier pigeon, you <laughs> name it. They, what, they can find me. What's your Twitter handle? What's your Instagram it's, uh, handle? At, at Matt Dival. At Matt all, Dival. Uh, yeah, they'll find me on there, mate. And no, the podcast no, no. as well. That's all on there as well, the drop-in pod. Absolutely love it. Thanks so much for coming on. Guys, if you are listening, it's two weeks out of two. Go, that's definitely worth a five-star review. Um, go and force a friend to download it. Um, yeah, some nonsense like that. Anyway, catch you soon. Bye.